Hi, Philip Lamel here, president of U.S. Term Limits, and you're listening to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. If you have an idea, just do it. So you can do it while you're doing other things. This doesn't mean like quit your job or anything, but if you have an idea for something, then start stepping down the road towards it. If it's like a, a product or a service or anything in the entrepreneurship spectrum, get into the headspace that you run this thing, figure out if it's going to work and if not, move on to the next thing. Whatever you do, don't just sit, don't over plan for years and never get to doing the thing, just do it. This is Dream Chasers, episode 70 with Kirsten Pomales. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we interview individuals with supernatural amounts of potential based on early success in their careers. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Kristen Pomales. Kristen is a consultant for startups and helps them deal with regulation. She's originally from Tampa, Florida, moved to Cleveland, Ohio, and grew up there and and also really grew up throughout the entire state of Ohio. She went to Cleveland State University for a short stint, but decided, you know what, I'm going to do something else with my life, something more focused on what I want to do, which I love that. And so Kristen also, I should say this too, now lives in Washington, D.C. Kristen, thank you for being on the show. And do you have any opening remarks for my listeners? Hey, Adam. Um, and hello, everyone else who's listening. One thing to start things off. Uh, my, name's, my name is pronounced uh, Kirsten. Oh, so <laughs> it's the least common pronunciation, so don't feel bad. You asked how to pronounce my last name. I did. <laughs> but I not didn't the ask him the first name. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, before we press record, I was like, Pomales is how you say your last name, right? You're like, yeah, perfect. It's like, okay. Yeah. Didn't even ask about <laughs> Kirsten, right? Yes, Kirsten. I've, I've been, our, all of our messaging and everything back and forth, I've, I've been saying Kristen. That's funny. Anyways, I'm glad we got that taken care of. And I really need to yeah. let everyone know how we first got connected too, because I kind of, I'm totally. like, dang, <laughs> I should have definitely known uh, how to say your name at this point. But guys, um, a previous dream chaser that we've had on the show, Joey Langenbrunner, also a very good friend of mine through um, our efforts working together and establishing the country and nation of Lieberland. This is Joey's fiance. She has a pretty interesting story in regards to everything that she's working on, how she got to where she's at. I'm sure even your story in meeting Joey, which I have no idea what that story was like. Uh, I'm sure that's an interesting one within itself. Two very open, freedom-focused, just open-minded, freedom-focused individuals that I've met. And so after having Joey on the show, I'm like, yes, definitely got to get Kirsten on here. So and that's your, uh, <laughs> your big entrance. I don't know if you have anything else you want to say about that as well. Well, uh, I guess I might as well tell you how I met my fiance. Sure, yeah. Uh, it, for, for anyone who knows us, it's exactly what you would expect. We met at a free market political conference in Cleveland and uh, hit it off right away. Um, and the rest is history. So nothing too complicated. Definitely very descriptive of, of who we are <laughs> as people. Yeah, that's good to hear. I, I uh joked with, well, actually, I don't even joke about it anymore because it's probably somewhat true, but I'm sure you're familiar with Anarchapulco down in hosting oh, yeah. Anarchapulco Mexico every year. Oh yeah, uh, go next year. Oh, awesome. All right. Um, so I, yeah, I should be there as well. And I, I told my brother the other day, I'm like, honestly, man, pretty sure that's where I'm going to find my wife. Like just to be completely honest with you. <laughs> hey, I mean, not, never, 
like I, I can't imagine anywhere else in the world that you'd have a, a high higher concentration of anarchist liberty minded people. What are the odds? Like it it'll probably be anarchopoco. So just gotta go every year, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, who knows? But that's that's cool. Thank you for sharing the story. I gotta I'm sure Joey's going to be cracking up as he's listening to this. Um, (laughs) Kirsten, tell us a little bit about your background, though, in consulting, how long you've been doing what you're doing and helping these startups. Yeah, I have been working with startups off and on for the past, like, six years or so. I didn't initially really think much of it. It was kind of just a, a thing that I kind of fell into as a hobby. So I, I've been working in, in politics, actually, for most of my career. I got started working on political campaigns, then moved, moved to uh, working for some policy advocacy nonprofits, political action groups, doing a bit of uh, political consulting, things of that nature, on free market issues, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I've always kind of found myself drawn to very, very early stage businesses. So, for example, uh, in high school, a friend of mine was starting up a a clothing company and he was having trouble sourcing the the clothes. So basically mm-hmm. finding a manufacturer that would produce them and still be able to have the margins high enough um, in order to, you know, fulfill his business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I ended up coming on and trying to help him work through that. And we ended up going through like a, a three month stint of just calling up a bunch of manufacturers in China and trying to get them to like ship us samples and figuring out that, it just wasn't going to work because we didn't have the, the upfront capital to purchase enough inventory from these, these manufacturers for it to be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So that, that was like kind of my, my first like foot dip into consulting. Um, it was uh, later on, like m- many startups later, I guess, uh, many teams that I've worked on later that I kind of realized that where I kind of fit into the equation for, um, you know, working on a team most securely, I guess, is uh, on the regulation front. So my work on the state capitol in Ohio, my work with think tanks and nonprofits and like tracking regulation and and working with business coalitions to, to advocate for or against different things. I, I didn't realize that the two connected initially. My my love for uh, I guess the the small business like the startup type of world and my my guess fascination with the way that regulations impact people. And uh, it's only been kind of recently that I've been able to combine those two passions. Uh, so I'll tell you a little bit about uh, a startup that I've been working on for for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. It's actually started up by my friend Steve. I don't think Steve's been on this podcast, but you, Adam, definitely know Steve. Oh, 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 yes. I know who you're yeah, talking about. Steve. And actually, yeah. it, this I know who you're talking about, and this is one of by far one of the smartest people I've ever met. Uh, so before we I start agree. talking about Steve, I do want to say, because um, we, we got to do it, um, we yeah, are now what? going to, Kirsten, we are now going to step into the next level chamber. <laughs> when you're about to find out <laughs> okay. and, and then tie Steve back into this, however you see fit. But um, okay, sure. when did you first realize this business that you're operating was something you wanted to take to the next level? 
Let's see. If you need a minute to think. So as far as, as, as far as, um, consulting for. Correct. correct. For yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think I, as a preface, I, I think I'll have to talk a little bit about that in general. So mm-hmm. I've, for a long time, I like, I worked on the teams of various startups on kind of like side projects while working full time in politics. After leaving a, uh, a political job a couple of years, I was just kind of feeling a bit drained. And what I really wanted to do was find a way to uh, to like work for myself but still be able to like add immense amounts of value for the world as a whole and that seems kind of corny but (laughs) the way the way I see it is the reason I was in politics is because government and the, the regulatory state is constantly pulling on one end of a rope pulling uh businesses away from profit pulling people away from prosperity. And on the other end, you have, uh, you know, fast moving startups that are trying to improve people's lives. Um, the reason I was fascinated with that is they're like pulling on the opposite end of the rope. And it's kind of just like a tug of war as I see it. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like always on, on the one end. And I was like, you know, I, I'm passionate about both. I can probably try to do both. So after making that realization, I was trying to do everything possible to figure out how I could turn that vague idea into something that I could, you know, do as a living and make money on. It kind of just so happened that as I was, you know, moving along and consulting a few companies, I I completely like, um, I, I didn't realize it, but a close friend of mine was like literally working on the project that was the epitome of like what I wanted to do. Whenever I am like consulting a business one-on-one on, you know, how to track regulations or try to figure out within the states that they're in, uh, which agencies they need to be paying attention to and stuff like that. When I'm doing that one-on-one, it takes up a lot of time and it's not very scalable. Thinking to myself in my head, I'm like, okay, I have a limited amount of hours. I can only make so much of an impact. I can only talk to so many businesses at once. What I really was thinking of trying to do is like trying to create some sort of platform where I could help businesses deal with regulations that were leading to a bunch of fines or in certain cases, like literally shuttering the doors of businesses if you don't comply with um, a specific regulation in, in your locality or, or state uh, due to some of the ramifications. Steve, my close friend who yes. uh, Adam knows from Lieberland's work, Steve for the past uh, three years has been working on a a software company, what it does is it um, aggregates uh, regulations, laws, statutes from different states uh, and then compiles them into our database. And then based off of this, this data that's being constantly updated um, to check for new regulations, we offer services for various businesses. What that initially looked like was an application where people could uh, track which regulations they wanted to track. So for example, like if you are have a concealed carry. You'd want to know uh, what states and localities you can and cannot carry in. Or if you have um, a, a business that does business with individuals in multiple states, uh, you'd want to be able to keep track of the regulations across those different states to see uh, whether or not anything new is being passed that you need to be aware of. So it basically is a, a tool that has automated everything that I had been doing on the individual level and that was very very exciting for me and that's why I've uh, I've been focusing on on this project a lot 
recently. I ended up uh, joining their team as a business development officer. That's what I'm excited about. Uh, and I also tied Steve back in there. So <laughs> Good job. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you for uh, a more clear picture of what your world looks like. It's definitely a unique one. And uh, with that being said, with it being so unique, I'm curious, I feel like you might have different role models and different industry leaders that you're inspired by and that you look up to compared to, um, I don't know, your average professional in, in your demographic. So who are some of the people that you are, um, you know, that you're inspired by and that you look up to? Well, um, I would say he, he's not particularly an industry leader, but a, a big role model of mine is Frederick Douglass. Okay. So I don't know. Uh, do you know much about Frederick Douglass's? Uh, do you know who he is? Do you know I do know name? Frederick Douglass. I, I don't know enough about him to uh, have a conversation with him about him with you. So yeah. uh, please enlighten yeah. me and, and, our, and my listeners. Yeah. So Frederick Douglass is, he's, he's a really incredible role model for me because he truly more than, more than anyone I can, I have ever come across from a historical figure or person I know uh, has came from like zero, like below zero, built a career based on teaching himself, constantly learning, striving to teach others, striving to lift other people up with him. His story was, um, he was a slave. And after being separated from all of his family, he, he was acting out a little bit and he ended up being sent to a completely different family, completely different area. While he was over there, he ended up teaching himself to read. He ended up getting shipped back to where he was before, teaching other kids to read. He ended up escaping, moving north, teaching himself to repair ships, making a little bit of money, making a little bit more money. Um, he taught himself to be an orator, taught himself real estate. He, he just kept, kept moving on to new things, learning new things, encouraging other people to do the same. And beyond anything, I think that the most valuable tool anyone can have is just knowing how to learn mm -hmm. and being passionate about learning. So as far as role models go, Frederick Douglass, no one can touch him. <laughs> I encourage you to read, read some of his autobiographies. Oh, I yeah. three of them. As far as people who are alive today, I'd say my, my biggest, so I, I don't want to say like biggest role models because I'm probably forgetting someone, but as far as business, those definitely the guys who run a uh, tropical NBA. Are you familiar with the podcast? No, go ahead. Share it. So let me, let me find the guy's name. Okay. So tropical NBA is a podcast geared toward location independent entrepreneurs. So people who care about living uh, remote lifestyles, uh, preferably from wherever you want and still, uh, you know, running productive, effective businesses. Mm -hmm. So these guys have grown um, multiple startups uh, to the point of, of selling. They, every single week, produce a really fantastic podcast. They've been uh, producing it for, for a number of years now. And I, I listen to every single one that comes out. When I was first considering kind of like leaving, um, leaving a, a political job that was not really what I wanted to be doing, Listening to them really was part of what, I guess, put me over the tipping point of, of leaving and, and trying to just, like, scrounge something together and, I don't know, build, build a, a business that I could kind of sustain from, not quite from anywhere yet, but that, that's the goal. Uh, and I know that, from what you've told me at least, a lot of the, the folks that have come on this 
also have the, the aspiration of having like location independent businesses. So for anyone out there who is interested in starting up your own business or specifically if you care about, you know, not buying a giant office building when you, you scale your company, like that, that doesn't have to be what scaling it like is. You can have a remote team that grows. It cuts costs. It's flexible. It's wonderful. So listen to Tropical MBA. Yes, absolutely do. We are, we're getting close to the end here, uh, Kirsten. So just yeah. want to do a quick rapid fire round with you and sure. give the listeners a chance to feel like they got to know you a little bit more today. So uh, my three questions for you, and I know I didn't give you a heads up on this either. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, first one is, what is your favorite clothing line? Second one is, what was your favorite thing about living in Cleveland? And last question is, this is a good one. What is your favorite thing about your lovely fiance, Joey Langenbrunner? Oh, let's see. So honestly, I don't really have a favorite clothing line. Although I would say anything that is not priceful because I have a habit of shopping on clearance racks and uh-huh. secondhand. Um, as long as it's classy, good with me. All right. Um, your favorite time. clothing line is the thrift shop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Nice. So, uh, let's see. Oh, there. I, I'd say the fa- my favorite thing about Cleveland is the people. I have a lot of good friends there. Yeah. Keep it nice and simple. Definitely let's good see. people there. Um, I can't say everything is my favorite about Joey. <laughs> let's see. I think definitely his passion. He's really, really passionate about what he does. Yes. Like whether that's like Liberland or like spreading, I guess like teaching, teaching people about cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And- Everything like that. Yep. yep, yep. You are. I, I agree with that. He is a passionate individual, fueled with desire and ready to just. You know, he really wants to make an impact on the world. And uh, I know it's a generic statement, but he's one of those people. With getting to know him, you're just like, yeah, <laughs> this guy wants to change things for the better. That's cool, Kirsten. What's the best way for my listeners to contact you and get in touch? Yeah, um, I, I would probably say email. You could reach me at Casey at KirstenPamales.com. All right. Got it. Well, thank you once again for uh, for joining us today on Dream Chasers. Do you have any closing remarks? So my closing remark would be if you have an idea, just do it. So you can do it while you're doing other things. This doesn't mean like quit your job or anything. But if you have an idea for something, then start stepping down the road towards it. If it's like a, a product or a service or anything in the entrepreneurship spectrum, just like first step is validate it. So like talk to people about it. Get into the headspace that you run this thing. Figure out if it's going to work and if not, move on to the next thing. Whatever you do, don't just sit. Don't over plan for years and never get to doing the thing. Just do it. Just do it. Thank you. That, I, need, I need a little bit more inspiration to get me through today. So that's perfect. Thank you. I'm going to carry it throughout the week and hopefully month as well. Huh, absolutely. Or life, right? Well, I stop there. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Thank you. Guys, thank you for tuning into Dream Chasers, Interviews with the Future. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. <laughs>